Hello, and welcome to Idle on Rock, a playtest RPG campaign for this game that I wrote with the help of my friend. I'm Luke, I'm your host and your GM. Maybe I'll get good at these introductions eventually. I'm new at this. Leave me alone. Give it time. You're all good. That was Molly who talked. Hi. <laughs> We've also got, and that was Lexi who laughed. Yeah, that's me. Hi. Uh, we're also joined by Dustin. Hello. And by Maxie. I can't record this podcast without getting closer. Okay. Oh. Ooh. Cool. Okay. Yeah, you know, my mic is uh, it's a little soft, so I right, so gotta lean in. get right so up make on Make sure it. to maintain distancing. Yeah. <laughs> Social distance from your mic, please. <laughs> it's really a shame we're not releasing this like a month ago, because that would really be at the height of like, listen, everyone's going stir crazy in their houses. By the time this releases, everyone will have just like, like, mashed up everything in their home into like war paint to put on their faces yeah. and start like fighting each other in the streets. It's true. Listen, I don't get the big deal. I've been basically social distancing for a year at this point. <laughs> I've been basically social distancing my entire life. Everybody chill. It's all good, bro. Anyway. Anyway, we're here to play a game that me and Molly made. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's good? We don't know. We'll find out by playing it. Uh, yeah, we... If these are releasing in the order I think they are, then you've already heard the Idol on Pop episode where we created characters. This is going to be the same thing, but with different people. Yes. Wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing uh, some yeah character creation with the four playbooks that were not used in Pop. Um, I guess let's let's just get right on into it here. Uh, I've got a spreadsheet in front of me, and Molly's name is the first one that's written here. So, Molly, tell me about your character. Uh, my character's name is Virginia Valentine. Virginia Valentine. All right. She is a uh, former card dealer at a casino, mm-hmm. uh, but was caught uh, tipping the odds in the favor of the players rather than the house. Oh, dang. Uh, so she had to uh, stop stop working at the casino. They didn't like that. Okay, okay. Uh, and that's yeah, how... I guess we should also do some setup for what this campaign is. Yeah. We've not gone into deep detail, but uh, what we've settled on so far is that all of you are members of a uh, criminal gang in Las Vegas that works out of a casino. Mm-hmm. And as of the start of the campaign, you do not have your Eidolons yet. Also, right. right after we finished recording the first pop episode, I learned that we've been saying Eidolon wrong for like a year and a half. I refuse to say it any other way, honestly. The correct pronunciation is Eidolon, and I Fuck will not that. be saying it that way. I, Stupid. That's I, bullshit. I challenge the definition of correct here, given I have never heard that pronunciation in my life. Yeah. If you, like, go to any dictionary, that's how it says yeah. to pronounce it. Yeah, that, the dictionary that... does not define my life, Luke. It doesn't define my What I've settled on is Eidolon is actually a homonym for Eidolon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, your game, your word. I've been yeah, saying exactly. Eidolon since FF9 came out, and that's how it's going to stay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so anyway. Sorry, Molly, I didn't mean to cut in on you. So yeah, you that's that's Virginia Valentine. Uh, your playbook is the wild card, which yes. basically means that uh, your Eidolon is constantly changing in form and what it can do. Uh, yes, and it will be a constant shift. Um, I don't... I think I was going to end up going with the name of the idol on being Only the Good Die Young. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> only 
the good die young. That's, and yeah, uh, it's really good for like uh, the the setup of our. Group. Yeah, yeah. See, I figured it was thematic. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like we said uh, in the last episode, all the pop idolons are named after pop songs. All of yours are going to be named after rock songs. Yes. And I do. We're going to be real fast and loose with those definitions. I'm not here to tell someone what isn't isn't a rock song. Don't tell me that Billy Joel can't write rock songs. Fuck that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, and just, yeah, the wild card is kind of a complicated playbook we were saying before we started recording. Maybe it'll turn out to be a bad idea. We're going to find out, uh, but it shifts between all of the other playbooks as I use abilities. So yes. I usually generally, uh, based on what we've done before, usually two to three moves um, if I'm spending overdrive. Uh, and then my class will shift to a different class and I will be doing something else. Correct. Uh, yeah, in the uh, wildcard playbook, we wrote this. Uh, note, we do not recommend using this playbook if you're new to Eidolon or to RPGs in general. The wild card could hypothetically cycle through every single playbook in a single session. In order to keep from dragging down the pace of the game, anyone using this book should know in advance how their Eidolon looks and behaves as each playbook. You should have Eidolon powers and physical descriptions prepared for every playbook. This is a courtesy to your fellow players, and being prepared is a form of playing in good faith. Yeah, and also part of that, I mean, I don't have everything yet. We're going to get there. Sure. Um, but, you know, for now... That is, You're probably that's okay for at. now, and also as one of the creators of the game, I trust you to come up with stuff on the fly a little more than I would an average player. Yeah, I, I have a lot of uh, fun ideas for various um, various forms. So, yeah, got some. We got some moves. Yeah. So your eidolon power because it's constantly changing in your playbook. It's just listed as my eidolon is. Yes. That's pretty good. So you have five base overdrive because you use it as a currency constantly. Seven HP, like most classes. Your damage and armor change every time you change playbooks. Yep. Uh, so then we get to your stats. Do you want to go with the default stats for the wild card, or do you want to change them up at all? Uh, no, I think I liked the default stats uh, that we have. Okay. So zero power, uh, zero elegant, and then negative one. Um, Jen, I cannot remember what Jen is. Genius. Genius, right, yes, gene. Yeah. Uh, one glamorous and two bizarre. All oh, right. that's what that is. That's a default distribution. I thought <laughs> I thought those were like additional <laughs> modifiers. Oh, nope. right. uh, no, yeah, th that is the recommended stat distribution based on like what stats your playbook uses most. Oh, you don't have to uh, use them, but it's what I recommend. Okay, all right, I got it now. I'm going yeah, like, to make Pretty much changes. everybody in the pop group tweaked them at least a little bit. I'm yeah. gonna need to make some changes. <laughs> uh, do you have a greatest fear in mind for Virginia? Uh, Virginia's greatest fear is her old casino catching up with her. Okay. Because she kind of left in a hurry. Okay, alright. Uh, I'm trying to think of the right... Can you think of like a snappy... Like the, the, the shortest way to phrase that that you can think of? Uh, I guess it goes like her old boss comes back. Okay. Catches up to her, maybe? Yeah. Okay. And then uh, you have uh, a decent number of starting moves. Yes. The wild card, because they're pretty much all dedicated to making the wild card's gimmick work. Uh, you have deal in. At the beginning of each session, select a new pl active playbook. Roll plus bizarre. On a 10 plus, you can choose any playbook. On a 7 to 9, three playbooks are chosen randomly, and you can choose from one of them. Uh, or choose from them. Okay. 
having a hard time reading my own writing. (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. On a six minus, uh, your active playbook is randomly assigned. Your Eidolon's damage, armor, and range are determined by your active playbook. You can fill in the blanks in your Eidolon's ability however you'd like and describe how your Eidolon changes to suit the playbook. Do not include the wild card in the pool of playbooks that your active playbook is chosen from. So, in addition to that, there is also a rule in the wildcard playbook that, at creation, you can decide, do you want the beast, the inhuman, and the veteran to be in the pool of playbooks you can get? Um, I don't think the veteran makes sense for this okay. one. I think we can keep the inhuman, um, but I don't think I want to keep the beast. Okay, so that'll be, I think, six, yeah, six classes, because we're taking out three, yeah. Uh, taking out two. Uh, well, we're also taking out the wild card. Oh, yes, obviously. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so those will be the six that you can possibly be. Uh, you also get make a play. You can use any of your active playbook's starting moves, and you can spend one overdrive to use any of its advanced moves. If the move has its own overdrive cost, you'll need to pay that as well. When the conditions are met for a passive advanced move in your active playbook, you can spend two overdrive to activate it. You can't use any moves with constant continuous effect. So... That's kind of the trade-off. You can use any of the moves from the active playbook you have, but it costs overdrive to do. Yep. As opposed to if you actually just picked one of those playbooks, you would only have a limited number of those moves that you could use. Right. Uh, you also have new hand. If you ever reach zero overdrive, immediately deal in and gain three overdrive. So this is where the constant shifting right. comes in. And then you have card shark. If you scrap or bombard using your Eidolon, you can roll plus biz instead of plus pow or plus Ellie. Because before, when we didn't have that, I the wild card never right, hits because anything. because it doesn't have good power Ellie, and you could give it one or the other, but then if it switches to a playbook that doesn't yeah, use it, Yeah, but then if you useless. got the bad class, it's, it is more interesting this way to at least let yes. them compete. Uh, and then at level one, you also get one advanced move from the wild card playbook. Uh, do you have one in mind? Um, I think what I was going to do... Um, nope. I will pick one before this episode is over. All right, I'll come back to you. In that case, for now, let's move on to Maxi, because you're the next person I've got written down. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, tell me about your character. My character is Harvey D. Godlove, and he is the pinball <laughs> prince of Las Vegas. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh God. God. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. It's Harvey D. Godlove. Harvey D. Godlove? The D Great. stands for danger. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, You have the Virtuoso playbook, which is, uh, your character is basically so good at using some kind of tool or weapon that it becomes imbued with the power of their soul, and it becomes Mm -hmm. an Eidolon. Yep. Uh, So what is, what's your Eidolon's name, and what is it? So its name is Here It Goes Again. Okay. Uh, And it is a real physical pinball. Okay, all right. So just like a golf ball-sized ball bearing. Pretty much. pinball's not a... Well, a little smaller than a golf ball, but yeah. Yeah. You got the idea. Yeah. Oh, I was going to ask that too, Molly. What, is, uh, what does Only the Good Die Young look like? Um, I, it's so hard to pick that because it's constantly shifting. Sure, but it doesn't have... Like, maybe it is just always different, but does it have like kind of a base form? Uh, I think it's kind of like a shadow. Okay. Kind of lurking behind. It's a little brighter than a shadow usually is. It gives off a little bit of light, which is weird, but... Okay. Okay. Uh, and if, uh, no, no, you know what it looks like? It looks like stained glass. All right, yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it just kind of humanoid? Yeah, it's, well, I mean, it's basically Virginia's shadow. I see. So it's like Virginia's shadow looks like stained glass. Yes. That rules. 
yeah, and Maxi, uh, so the virtuoso Eidolon power is... My Eidolon is a real physical blank, and I'm so good with it that when I use it, I can blank. Mm-hmm. So how are you filling those blanks in with, uh, here it goes again? So it is a real physical pinball. Mm-hmm. And I'm so good with it that I can launch it with incredible speed and precision using nothing but my bare hands. Launch it with incredible speed and precision. Assuming I don't fuck up the roll. Right, yeah, exactly. Of course. <laughs> the, the good old fast and precise power that JoJo protagonists love. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. If there's one thing I know from watching... Uh, arcs four and five and hearing about arc three it's that if you want to do good in jojo you need to have a ranged ability that relies heavily Mm. on ricocheting (laughs) or uh similar you know fancy arcs anything like that just a real good thing to have the whole horse of pinball you made an entire power set off of that one episode where jojo like throws rocks at a rat (laughs) (laughs) that episode does rule This is going to be a real relatable podcast for me, huh? <laughs> don't worry. I'm with you, Lexi. Don't even stress. No, don't, listen, as we actually build our story, the explicit JoJo references will fall by the wayside. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, the Virtuoso has two base overdrives, seven HP, one damage, one armor. And then uh, did you want to go with the default stats or shake them up? Uh, the spread I had in mind was zero pow, two elegance, uh, negative one genius. All right, so far we've got Hell a real yeah. dumbass brigade going. And then zero glamour, one bizarre. One bizarre, okay. All right, and then do you have a greatest fear in mind for the pinball king of Las Vegas? Uh, please, I'm only the <laughs> prince. I haven't been crowned yet. Um, oh, sorry. His greatest fear is ending up a loser. Some would say he already is, but this is all very subjective. <laughs> all right, all right. You fear losing faith in, your own, in yourself. Yes, yeah. exactly. All right, and your starting moves are tactile. Your Eidolon is always severed if you are not currently touching it, and it cannot become severed in any other way. Anyone who holds your Eidolon can use its damage and armor if they choose, but cannot use any of your moves. So because your power is all around throwing it, I think severed basically just means your Eidolon is inert. Yeah, It's been like, mm-hmm. you know, you've, you've lost your stand power. It's gone away. I think we can... You know, uh... What I what I basically had in mind for this was, you know, if I throw it, it's generally going to come back to my hands. Yeah, unless I think somebody... we can stipulate yeah, that yeah. it, like, while it still has momentum from your throw, it's still active. Yeah, but if it comes to a stop, if somebody catches it, something right. like that, and I can't throw it again, that's an issue. Exactly. Oh, yeah, we also have, uh, if your Eidolon is primarily a weapon, gain plus one damage. If it isn't, gain plus one armor. It sounds like this is more of a weapon, but you Mm -hmm. tell me. Yeah, no, I would say this is more of a weapon than anything else. All right, so that means you have two damage, not one. And I would say that you cannot use a ball bearing to heal other people, so you're not getting the (laughs) healing touch move. That's reasonable. (laughs) I think the pop group got all of the healing classes, so this is going to be interesting. (laughs) It'll be great. Uh, did not think about team composition when we were signing the playbooks. That's for losers. Hey, hey you know what? This is supposed to be a playtest. I'm going to say that's a good thing. Uh, you also have captivating mastery. You are an artist with your Eidolon. When someone watches you do something spectacular with it, gain plus one forward to the next time you dazzle them. Heirloom. Your Eidolon's concrete form means that it can outlive you. When you die, name the person you choose to inherit it, they become the Eidolon's new master and can use any move on your sheet by spending one overdrive. Uh, and then you also have Final Solo. This move can only be used once and can only be used if you're level four or higher. 
Uh, you use your Eidolon with such furious intensity that it shatters. Automatically roll a 12 on any move, then sever your Eidolon and reduce your HP to 1. Your Eidolon remains severed for the rest of the session. At the start of the next session, your Eidolon will take on a new shape, freed from its physical form. Choose a new playbook for your character, lower your level by 2, then take a number of advanced moves from your new playbook equal to your level. Sounds great. Basically, if you're in a real tight spot, you can uh, get a free, like, perfect success in exchange for having to respec and lose a couple levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then do you have an advanced move in mind? Uh, yeah, I believe I picked out uh, Recall. Okay, so Recall is you can call out to your Eidolon wherever it is, and it will attempt to fly to you. Roll plus Ellie. On a 10+, plus, your Eidolon will effort- effortlessly navigate towards you and come into your control in one smooth motion. On a 7 to 9, the GM chooses one. It'll take some time for it to figure out how to get to you, or it takes a wild, reckless path to reach you, breaking through anything in its way. So yeah, that seems to fit with what you have in mind. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and yeah, that is everything for you for now. Uh, we'll circle back to ties once we've got everyone set up here. Dustin, how you doing? Pretty good. What is uh, what is your character? What, uh, what's their deal? My character's name is Chris Masters. Uh, their deal is uh, they're kind of... Okay, so they're like a college kid who wants to be a punk, but is still kind of a normie. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure if y'all are familiar with, like, people who make urban exploration YouTube videos. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm familiar enough, I'd say. But Chris... I, I, have, a, I have a vague understanding of uh, what we're going for here, yeah. Yeah, Chris wants to be that kind of YouTube celebrity. Okay, okay. Uh, he's, got, he's got a few videos uploaded. Um, he's got a couple... He's got, like, a few dozen followers, but ultimately is still not super good at it but yeah that's that's chris he's kind of a loser but he desperately wants internet approval great how did he end up a member of a gang he's really good at hacking okay just as a son additionally (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you gotta be good at breaking into places and also uh electronic security systems if you want to be like a real hardcore urban explorer you know oh i'd imagine there's probably a component too of being able to do research to like figure out okay what are places i can actually get to or would be interesting to film yeah also like youtube isn't exactly paying well right now (laughs) yeah you know yeah i was gonna ask too how did uh how did harvey d godlove end up with uh we haven't said the name of the gang yet, the Alt Drive Jawbreakers. So I'm thinking this probably ties into one of his uh, ties. Okay. Um, I suspect that his father figure, Jack Stern, uh-huh. probably had some underworld connections, brought him in when he needed some cash, or to help him with some scam he was running. Okay, okay. All right, just adding that character's name to my spreadsheet of every NPC. <laughs> All right. Dustin, what is the name of your Eidolon? It is an infiltrator. Yeah. Which is all about sneaking, being invisible. My Eidolon's name is Iron Spy. Iron Spy. Is that all one word? Yes. Okay. And what does it look like? Iron Spy looks like a sort of, um, like a wireframe of a human being, like a female form, um, almost like liquid metal. Uh, so it's kind of like the T-1000, but if you put it through a paper shredder, um, and it's got a... Like the fighting wireframe team from Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it's also got, like, a 
metal core in the center that, like, crackles with lightning. Okay, okay. And its power is that my Eidolon can cloak itself from detection by merging with any metallic object and attack from hiding by frying them with bolts of lightning generated by its electric core. I'm just going to put frying them with bolts of lightning, and the, the electric core part is, is flavor that we all know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, to, just to keep the actual power a little more, you know, snappy. All right. Uh, so you have two base overdrive, seven HP, two damage, zero armor, and then were you going with the default stats or shaking them up? Uh, yeah, I was trying to figure out how much I want to shake it up. Um, I'm keeping the minus one power and zero biz. Um, I'm also going with zero glam, but I can't decide whether I want two elegance and one genius or to swap those two around. Keep in mind. Two of us are fucking idiots. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, no, spoiler alert, but my character's not going to be particularly... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see. Because I was thinking genius, but also if I'm a good hacker, it makes sense for elegance to be two, because that's what the pick... That's what my starting move keys off of. Um, hey, Molly, I have a question. Yeah. Why is Picklock's hack consoles... Uh, not genius? I was literally about to message you and say, why isn't this plus genius? <laughs> that... Hmm. It is it now. Just, yeah, I think it should be genius, actually. <laughs> okay, well, that makes this decision simpler, simpler then. That said, your vanish move does still need elegance. Yeah, so. that's true. Which but is fine. I it's mean, still a plus. Yeah, but on also, my character is still kind of a rookie at urban exploration, so I'm, I'm, I'm good at breaking into places. Not, not amazing at, you know, hiding from the police yet. <laughs> totally. Uh, sure. So, uh, okay, yeah. So just... Sorry, run me through in order what your stats are. All right, so uh, minus one power, one elegance, two genius, zero glamour, zero bizarre. Okay, perfect. And do you have a greatest fear? I think my greatest fear is, like, no one caring about me. Damn, okay, yeah. Like, (laughs) I just exist and no one gives a shit. (laughs) Gotcha. Ain't that the way. (laughs) Heavy. Uh, and then you just have two starting moves. Uh, vanish. When no one's watching your Eidolon, you can have it use its Eidolon power to cloak itself. Roll plus Ellie. On a 10 plus, hold two. On a 7 to 9, hold one. Spend one hold anytime you make a move with your Eidolon. If an NPC investigates the area that your Eidolon is hiding, spend one hold to remain undetected. If a player investigates the area with the intent of finding your Eidolon, spend one hold if they roll a 7 plus, or two hold if they roll a 10 plus. Once you run out of hold, your Eidolon immediately stops cloaking. And then you also have pick locks, hack consoles. You have the ability to disarm security measures and pick locks. Roll plus Ellie. Or roll plus Jen. Yes, we're sorry. changing that, right? <laughs> yep. Right now. Roll plus Jen. On a 10 plus, choose three. On a 7 to 9, choose two of the following. Uh, you stay out of sight or don't become visible if you're vanished. Your tinkering doesn't set off any alarms. Or you don't break the locker device, or you don't lose your tools. And yeah, that's what you have for starting moves. Do you have an advanced move in mind? I do. Um, I'm taking ambush. When you successfully attack an unsuspecting enemy, deal plus one damage. All right. Good deal. Okay. Uh, and that gets you set up for now. Uh, so, Lexi, moving on to you. Yes. What's your character? Well,. I am playing the beast, so my character is just an animal. <laughs> okay. Um, which, you know, uh, makes makes characterization real fun. Um, uh-huh. I was kind of toying with the idea of letting the group name my character. 
Oh, I see. Like a yeah. As an animal, I wouldn't necessarily have a name of my own. Okay, that makes sense. Sure. Um. So yeah. So I am playing a fox. Yep. Um, wow, that's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocking everyone in this call. I'm sure. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but. <laughs> so my the idea for my character is, um, she was just an ordinary fox that lived in basically the alleys, um, near the hideout. Probably saw her around a bunch, um. And um, when her she awakened to her eidolon happens to be uh, after having snuck into your hideout because mm-hmm. um, somebody left the door unlocked and she thought she could get some food. And so y'all kind of witnessed that and were kind of her. Um, so one thing I, I, I will say, the, the campaign notes I've got at least have y'all getting your eidolons in like an hour from now. OK, well, I mean, I, there's not a whole lot I can play Look, with my fox, character. The fox can be there. We, yeah, we, yeah, we, like, uh, we hang out with absolutely. the fox. It's fine. All right. So, yeah. So, my Eidolon, uh, I've decided, is called Little Lies. Okay. And uh, it helps me pursue my animal urges by convincing whatever targets I choose to believe a small lie that would, um, that is um, specifically something that they would want to be true or be inclined to believe in. Ooh. Okay. Um, so as, as the uh, example, when I came up with this, um, let's say there is a guy working at a hot dog cart uh-huh. and I want his hot dogs. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, my Eidolon can, will basically, um, you know, whisper in his ear that the redhead he's been eyeing across the street was, um, eyeing him and gave him a little, you know, come over here motion and he will believe that so completely that he will be inclined to, you know, go over and uh, introduce himself. And you ransack the hot dogs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of paraphrase what you said just to kind of shorten it. I've just got my idol sure. helps me pursue my animal urges by convincing a target of something they want to be true. Is that does that capture? Yeah, what no, that's for? perfect. Okay, uh, you have got. Two base overdrive, seven HP, one damage, one armor. But as part of your creation, uh, you choose one of the following based on what kind of animal you are. Uh, ferocious, uh, plus one damage. Thick hide, plus one armor. Massive, plus two HP. Perceptive, set your range to 100 feet. Uh, or tenacious, gain plus one base overdrive. So which of these do you want? Uh, perceptive, I feel, makes the most sense. Okay. Unless you're just like a dire fox. So your idol yeah. can go up to 100 feet away from you, just lying all over the place. Damn. All right. So are you going with the default stats or changing them up? Uh, yeah, I figured since this is a play test, uh, it kind of makes sense to you know test out the default stat bar. Sure. So that is two power, zero elegance, zero genius, negative one glamorous, and one bizarre. And do you have a greatest fear? Uh, I'm gonna say once awakening, my greatest fear is going back to a, a fox level intelligence. All right. Damn, do not get flowers for Algernon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we picked your animal quality. That's perceptive, and it ups your range. Uh, you also get to choose one instinctive desire, food, shelter, dominion, or freedom. Which of those do you want? Uh, definitely food. <laughs> All right. She did mention hot urban, dogs. Urban animal growing yeah. up just you know trying to get whatever they can. Absolutely. She hungry. <laughs> So then uh, these are your 
starting moves. Beast Tongue. You can talk to any non-human animal as well as any human you have a tie with. If your Eidolon is severed, you can only speak with members of your own species. Uh, which, your Eidolon will be severed at the start of this, so there's going to be a lot of body language until we get to the part where everyone gets Eidolons. <laughs> Uh, Feral. When you satisfy an instinctive desire, gain one overdrive. Take plus one forward when making a move in service of fulfilling an instinctive desire. But on a seven to nine, your actions will inconvenience or endanger your allies. And inconspicuous. Anyone who doesn't recognize you and doesn't see your Eidolon will assume that you're an ordinary animal unless you give them reason to believe differently. And then, do you have an advanced move in mind? Uh, yeah. So I was thinking that play dumb would probably be my best. Okay. Uh, Especially. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, especially given the nature of my Eidolon, um, you know, deceiving people, if, say, that deception fails or doesn't work out and they might get a little suspicious, you know, mm -hmm. you know, a chance to be like, well, what, you can't possibly expect just, you know, this cute little animal to have done anything. Yeah. Uh, so that is going to be, yeah, play dumb. If someone begins to suspect that you're not an ordinary animal, you can try to act like one to throw them off your trail. Roll plus glam on a 10 plus. They'll dismiss their concerns and ignore you. On a 7 to 9, they'll buy into your act, but also decide that you're being a nuisance and try to remove you from the area. Uh, yeah, I like it. My favorite part about this is that you're terrible at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you have minus one glam. <laughs> it's gonna so be this good. This pizza just, uh, just fell into my lap. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a dog when you catch them in the act of, like, stealing food? Oh, yeah, I've had Great Danes all my life. They're terrible at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, what? I'm not holding anything. What are you talking my about? My mouth is empty. This is my normal mouth. <laughs> Definitely not just, ha like, holding a random lemon in there for some reason, because yeah. I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> Y'all, what did we name this fox who hangs around out back that I feed french fries to? <laughs> Well, if it's I'm putting all you on if it likes hot dogs, would we have named it maybe chili? Like for I chili do like dog? chili. Chili's good. It's named chili. Like chili, Lexi. I can't believe you put this on us. You cannot even <laughs> name your own character. <laughs> I mean, if you guys really can't decide one, I did. No, I, I did I, just. I pick like a... chili though. Yeah, it sounds like I, chili. I do is like decided. chili. All right, yeah, I'm fine Let's, with that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you have an objection, we don't have to name it chili. Shout out to the cat chili. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Zach, who was going to play in this until he had to bow out. Rip. Uh, Molly, did you ever come up with an advanced move to take? Yeah, I'm taking living luck. I don't know why I wasn't <laughs> just going to take it. <laughs> oh, uh, I never. I don't think I ever described what my Eidolon looks like. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so, uh, my Eidolon is uh, basically a humanoid form based on an animal's perception of people. So, it's a very abstract Okay. Uh, form of a uh, woman in a like an elegant dress, like you know, a high roller. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but with uh, preserving the uh, you know basic elements of a fox. So I gotcha. Snout, tail, ears. It's a fox furry. I yeah. So it's a fox girl. girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah, living luck is uh, if you roll a twelve plus or four minus, a spirit embodying the concept of luck will emerge from the undertow as described by the GM. On a 12+, plus, they'll be friendly and give you a blessing. Take plus one forward. On a 4-, minus, they'll be antagonistic and give you a curse. Take <laughs> minus one forward. The luck spirit will remain in the real world until you roll a 5 through 11. And we, I, I'm taking this move mostly to torture <laughs> <laughs> uh, And myself, really. Yeah. All right, so that is 
most of the character creation done. We just have to do ties. So each of you are going to need three things that your character is tied to. These can be other people. They can be organizations, concepts, uh, ideals. At least one of them needs to be another party member, and at least one of them needs to be not another party member. So I immediately have an idea for one of my ties, uh, specifically okay. with Lexi's character. Like, if okay, I'm for it. if I'm urban exploring, like I've probably stumbled onto an area where Lexi was just like sleeping or trying to scrounge for food, uh, uh-huh. and like. My character probably would have I'm trying to think like what should should the ties be just like where we met someone or what action the the they tie did is literally just what, what you're tied to so it would just be chili oh oh okay yeah so I feel like I had to have a tie to chili just because like I stumbled across uh, Ch- chili's chili is uh, pronouns uh, she her or ah uh, yeah okay yeah I probably stumbled across her during one of my explorations. Maybe like gave her a treat or something, and yeah, that's that's my thought. Is you fed you fed me, and then I kind of followed you, hoping to get more. Yeah, it's like well, clearly this person has more food if I just sneak behind them, and I just forgot to like lock the door afterwards after coming back, <laughs> and that's yeah. what let Chili in, and then suddenly all our snacks were gone. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's just go around the table, starting with Dustin, then, and go to Lexi. What is uh, something Chili has a tie to? So ties can be um, mutual. You could have a tie to Chris, just like they have a tie to you, but you don't have to. Uh, yeah, no, I think that makes sense, uh, both from the interaction and just from the, the nature of want me wanting to have my character to have some tie to the group. Yeah. Um. I would say I also have a tie. Well, let's to... let's go one at a time and go to Molly next. Oh, okay. Um, I have a tie to. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I don't want to make the player character one first. I'm trying to think of what the casino I left is called. Okay. Do, do we only have real casinos oh, in our fake Las Vegas? God no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like there, you could pick a real casino if you want, but by no means do you have to. The fucking Caesar's Palace. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, go with the. Yeah, I love. It's perfect because it's so ostentatious, just in real life. Yeah, yeah. So during like once we're actually playing, the way you will create new ties is by sacrificing something important to you for the sake of something else. The uh, the thing you sacrifice for becomes a tie. So, mm-hmm. if you have this tie to start, that implies you've sacrificed something for Caesar's Palace before. What is that? Employment. Okay. That's not true. <laughs> yeah. um, you sacrificed your labor value in exchange for a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, you know what? Let me think on that then. Okay. So, um, I think that uh, Virginia has hung out with Harvey in the past. Um, okay. I think I think I could make that tie. All right, yeah. Um, not that they maybe particularly like each other, sure. but they have a tie. Uh, mm-hmm. They they've been doing this for a while. They've been working together. Maybe not friends, but you're you know your comrades, associates, associates. Maybe Harvey uh, hung around the roulette table on occasion. <laughs> right. You know, they say that Jack actually knew how to cheat at roulette. Well, not beat the house. 
Because mm-hmm. if you know the weight of the ball and you know exactly how fast the wheel is going. <laughs> Terrific. Yeah, you know, they could have done some work on that. Yeah, uh, Maxie, should I just go ahead and put a tie for Jack Stern in for you for your first one? Go for it. All right. Is that uh, Stern with an A or no? Uh, that's just S-T-E-R-N. All right, cool. Uh, and then, Dustin, that brings us back to you for your second tie. Okay, let's see. I almost want to... I feel like I should do a NPC or an organization or something for this. Um, okay. Hmm. Maybe my tie is with, like, like a security guard or someone who works who works for, like, a, a, like a place I like to explore. Um, maybe, like, okay. a... Maybe a security guard for, like, a nearby amusement park that I'll, like, sneak into after hours just to, like, hang around there. And, like, he knows me. What's the name of that, like, is it the, like, like the Space Needle thing in Las Vegas that has, like, a roller coaster around the top? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure what the name <laughs> that of that is. That seems like a is. cool place to explore urbanly. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, a security guard there who's the night shift and, like... Uh-huh. Where we like we got to know each other, uh, and yeah, like he's cool with me. Like he turns a blind eye to me because he knows I won't do anything like really stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out what his name would be. Um, maybe. Uh, oh man, that roller coaster doesn't exist anymore. It does in the fiction of this game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't like this place. Probably doesn't have. Uh, probably has like lax safety restrictions for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the high roller was shut down in 2005. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, I think we found the splinter point between our reality and that <laughs> yeah, one. Exactly. You know what? I do actually know the splinter point, and it was around 2005. Oh, nice. shit. Damn. You know what? You go in there because it's like the... It's like the- bones of it they've never taken it down it's just there oh that's also cool oh yeah yeah maybe it's not actually working okay, so yeah, that is the, s- the strat hotel is what that place is called oh man it's short for stratosphere i want i want this guy to be named carl but i'm not sure what his last name is maybe you don't know yeah maybe yeah, right, maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe we're not on last name terms just because like we like it better that way i just know him as carl the security guard who's cool it's a liability <laughs> All right, Carl, security guard at the Strat. That's I'm gonna I'm get. Thinking. I'm gonna say Carl with a K. Hell yeah! <laughs> that matters to me for some reason. Sure. <laughs> uh, Lexi, what is your second tie? All right, I'm gonna say my second tie is an alley cat that okay. hangs around the same area. Um, I actually gave up. Um, I'd pretty fiercely defended the uh, alleys that I, you know, scrounged in up to this point, but. Um, I, I, you know, I kind of just took a liking to this cat, and so I kind of gave up uh, my soul control, and we kind of help each other out. All right. I like it. The vibes are good. Yeah. Uh, Molly, what about you? Um, I figured out the casino one. I am tied to a man named uh, Lilac Jefferson. Holy God. shit. Uh, <laughs> who, is the, who is the last person I tipped the odds in favor for. Uh, where I got caught. <laughs> All of you are good at names. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I love it. Perfect. Yeah, still keep in touch with that guy. Yeah, Maxie, what's uh, what's Harvey's next one? I'm gonna say Harvey has a tie to Chris because he's trying to teach Chris how to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey is an expert. <laughs> Great. Oh my god. Uh, 
what's Chris's last tie? Uh, so you've so satisfied both requirements, so this can be for a player character or... I kind of want that tie with Harvey to be mutual, because I honestly do think Harvey's cool. All right. Yep. <laughs> Maybe despite better judgment. Well, listen, I mean, Con- I think Maxi described Harvey as constantly wearing a leather jacket with a pinball machine on the back and yeah. no shirt Fuck. underneath. Okay, I would. Chris would think that was cool. I think that's cool. <laughs> listen, there's something cool about semi-earned confidence in spite yeah, of everything else. Definitely. Uh, Lexi, what is uh, what is Chili's last tie? Uh, boy. Thinking of ties for an animal is tough. I think you can play a little fast and loose with, like, how animal Chili is. Uh, sure, to okay, start. sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna say my last tie is with a nearby restaurant. Okay, um, yeah. It's a knockoff, uh, like a fucking cheap ass knockoff of the spaghetti factory <laughs> great um it's called the uh it, the pasta emporium yes call it. yes um a uh, couple of the uh late night shift uh waiters uh would always toss scraps out for local animals and so oh yeah you know chili become accustomed to kind of hanging around there until recently when she discovered there are people nearby who will feed her right I like the idea that this is, like, a national chain, but this is the Las Vegas branch that is, like, way more extravagant than a spaghetti factory has any right to be. Oh, yeah, no, ex- like, externally, it's flashy you say as hell, that. and then you get inside, and, yeah, you get inside, and you realize this is, like, a repurposed Olive Garden. Yeah. Apparently, the spaghetti factory has a partnership with the Murder Mystery Company to do Murder what? Mystery Dinner Theater? What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm kind of into that's, it. That's, I mean, that's definitely what I want when I'm eating some spaghetti. I'd have a spaghetti Intrigue. murder mystery, absolutely. Okay, sure. Uh, Molly, what is your final tie? Uh, it is somebody else in the gang, uh, and her name is Cecilia Citadel. Okay. God, that's so fucking good! <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the kind of the one who invited Virginia in, uh, and is a little bit, of, you know, a bit like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, the chain of command wise is above her, but they they uh, get along pretty well. They they keep okay. tight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's perfect. she's like the George Clooney of the Ocean's Eleven you're making. <laughs> sure, yeah. The shitty Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. Maxie, what is uh, uh, Harvey's last tie? So I'm thinking I want it to be either um, Virginia or Chili, but I'm not sure which. Okay. Uh, I'll say I, no one has a tie to Virginia yet. That's true. Then, yeah, I'll go with Virginia. All right. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, everyone just loves the fox, Molly. I don't know what to tell you. L- I know. No, listen, I don't blame uh, them. I was thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we finished character creation unless I've forgotten something, Molly. I don't think so. I'm looking at it, and I think we're about good. Do you think the Pasta Emporium also has some weird-ass thing it does? Like, I don't know. It has to. Magic shows. But, like, specifically, <laughs> specifically... Watch, like, me pu- watch me pull this toy yeah, well, yeah, out of my hat. acts that were, like, uh, turned down at literally every casino. Yeah, and, yeah like, exactly. Yeah, so it's like, it's like people who are all Flash and no actual show. That's how they make the infinite breadsticks work. <laughs> I feel like I almost want it to be more esoteric than magic, though. Like, along the lines of murder mystery. Yeah, like, sword swallower. Okay. 
<laughs> uh, well, wait, wait, wait. What if they're also trying to capture like the medieval times vibe, and so they do a whole like gimmicky uh, presentation? They have like a, a they're like jousting knights. All they have a catwalk where two Victorian men have a duel with pistols. <laughs> 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 Instead of the jousting at medieval times. What, what time did you say this takes place? Uh, the present day. Okay, so th- in this universe, this is what Lin-Manuel Miranda ended up doing. <laughs> <laughs> Get his ass. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm adding Lin-Manuel Miranda to the NPC list. I'm not doing yes. it. Do not. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> Linguini Manuel Miranda. <laughs> oh, yes, you got him. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, are we, are we ready to, like, get into this? Fuck yeah. I think so. I'm not. I'm getting a drink of water first. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. Luke here. Thanks for listening. Eidolon Rock will be starting in earnest two weeks from now on April 27th. Next week will be the first full episode of Eidolon Pop, which you can listen to right now at patreon.com slash playtest. $1 subscribers get episodes a week early, $3 subscribers get a monthly game design podcast with me and Molly, as well as a peek at my GM notes, and $5 subscribers get immediate access to the current draft of Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, as well as a shout-out of the podcast. Speaking of which, shout-outs to August, David, Stub5678, and the Z-Mage. Visit AudioEntropy.com for a bunch of other great podcasts featuring many of the folks on this one. You can follow this show on Twitter at Eidolon Podcast. Follow Molly at Your Friend Molly, Dustin at Stilts the GM, Maxie at Maxie Satan, Lexi at Tabletop Gamera, and me at SSJ Speed Racer. Big thanks to Maxie for the Eidolon Rock theme song, Ego Death. See you next time! Yeah.